six. Happy Friday, Common Room. It's the weekend. Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Wales overcame another monumental effort from Ukraine to qualify for the first World Cup since 1958. Yes, I'm a happy man. Having beaten Scotland in an emotionally draining semi-final four days earlier, the Ukrainians were deeply impressive once again, but just fell short. Instead, it was Wales who achieved the feat at a delirious Cardiff City Stadium. Their winning goal came against the runner players Gareth Bale's first half free kick was unfortunately headed in by the Ukraine captain. This was a particularly cruel way for the visitors to concede, having dominated before then. Both teams tired but threw players forward in a chaotic second half with Bale wasting a golden opportunity and substitute Brennan Johnson hitting the post for Wales. Rafael Nadal reclaimed his crown as the king of the French Open. He has won a record-extending 14th title by beating Norway's Kasper Rudd in straight sets. Spain's Nadal won 6-3, 6-3-6-love against the 8th seed Rudd, also to extend his record number of Grand Slams men's singles titles to 22. He moves two ahead of his great rivals Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Nadal, who lost to Djokovic in the semi-finals last year, has won 112 out of his 115 matches on the Paris clay. After winning the Australian Open in January, Nadal has claimed back-to-back major titles for the first time since 2010, when he won the French Open, Wimbledon and US Open in a row. Undefeated American Devin Haney becomes boxing's first undisputed lightweight champion in 32 years. He won a unanimous points victory over George Combosis. WBC title holder Haney defended his belt for a fifth time and took the Australian out. He took his WBA, IBF and WBO titles in Melbourne. This is a dream come true, he said. All three judges scored the bout in Haney's favour. I was comfortable. I was sticking to the game plan and the game plan was to go in and hit and not get hit. And I did that for the majority of the fight. For Combosis, it was his first professional defeat in 21 bouts since his debut in 2013. This week, we are joined by golf professional Ollie Roberts. He joins us via Zoom. Ollie is a professional golfer. He was born and raised in Hong Kong, but is currently based in the States. Ollie, how are you? Good, thank you, mate. Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Good, man. We're very excited. And tradition on the show is to start off with some quick fire questions. So, as uh, as they say, just do as best do as best as you can and answer as fast as you can. Okay, Doug, let's go for it. Have you ever hit a hole in one? I have, yes. Oh, we'll go back to that later. Pizza or donuts? Oh, uh, pizza. Favorite golf club to use? Potter. Favorite place you've ever played? Hammer uh, Golf, St Andrews. Can you juggle? I can. What's your furthest ever putt? First at a part, oh, Ish. Uh, probably 95 feet. That's, that's a very impressive. It's a long, long way. <laughs> dogs or cats? Dogs, always dogs. Favorite sport that's not golf? Rugby. And favorite golfer of all time? Favorite golfer of all time is the man himself, Tiger Woods. I, was, I thought you were going to say that. It's hard not to yeah. pick him, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Good man. All right. Uh, before before you give us a rundown of who you are, can you tell us about the hole in one? Has there been one or multiple? Uh, multiple. I'm very blessed. I've uh, had six actually. Six. A couple in tour- Yes, a couple in tournament play and a few others just for fun. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. Six. All right, Ollie. <laughs> give us a, a rundown of who you are and, and your sort of 
brief time timeline of your career to date? Uh, yeah, well, um, been a professional since 2016. Played uh, obviously amateur golf growing up in Hong Kong. Took my golf international, went to the University of Sterling, played there for four years after graduating high school in Hong Kong. Uh, played back in Europe and Asia since 2016 as a professional. Have had the pleasure and joy of being able to win a couple of times in numerous countries, which has been fun. And I am now in America, waiting out this COVID stuff, playing here and figuring out the plans for 2023. Okay, got it. Let's 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 go back a little bit. At what age did you start playing, and how did you get into golf? Um, I have played golf since I was about two or three years old. Uh, my dad is also a professional player, um, so he got me into the game very, very young. And he still is and has been my only golf coach, which I'm very thankful but, for. It's been yeah. a journey. It's been a journey. Obviously, having uh, having that relationship has been special. Had its challenges and its ups and downs, but uh, yeah. So he got me into it, but I was very fortunate. Never forced me into anything. Never forced golf upon me, just taught me how to play and kind of let me come to it in my own time, which I did when I was around 13, 14. Awesome. So how does one start at two or three? What sort of clubs are you using? Uh, they, were, they were plastic, plastic clubs with big old plastic ball and then a tennis ball. And uh, much to my embarrassment for eternity, there's numerous videos that my mom and dad have of me running around hitting, hitting golf shots with plastic clubs. That's okay. That's all part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. So there's there is footage somewhere of it of where it all started. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, pro- progress us a little bit from there. You know, sort of, at what age do you then go? Do you go then play at a club? How how young are you there? And um, yeah, I'm, it's obviously everyone's journey in the game is a little bit different. Um, the the nature of my dad's career and his job meant that I've always been very fortunate in access to golf and golf courses. He was the head professional at Hong Kong Golf Club. Uh, while I was growing up in Hong Kong. So I'd obviously made it, made it very easy for me to play and practice. Um, so I've been around the game and on the golf course and in, in that sort of environment since I was yeah, a little kid. Moving up from there, I got picked up by the Hong Kong setup and the programs that they have for junior golfers around the age of 13. And then that was when I really got in, introduced to competitive golf and playing tournaments properly and starting to travel a bit more with the game. Yeah, understood. Your dad's your coach, and, and obviously he's been probably the biggest influence on your life. But you know, you would have been watching golf on TV, I imagine, or watching videos, whatever it may be. What other sport and influences do you have? Maybe not necessarily from golf either. Um, I grew up obviously pretty not small and a pretty big lad, so I grew up playing a lot of rugby. Um, so taking a lot of inspiration from rugby players, actually Johnny Wilkinson, obviously being English, I'm a big big fan of him of and Richie McCaw. Always loved what he did. Um, so yeah, lots of inspiration from rugby players just because it's a game that I've always loved playing. And I've always had an affinity with it. Um, but really, honestly, any sport, to be honest, mate, anything that was on TV, I could never get enough of. I've always watched it and I've always loved diving in and playing. I've, there's not many sports I haven't tried. So anyone who's, at, yeah, anyone who's at the top of their career and doing, doing the best they can in a sport is always someone I can learn from and draw inspiration from. Yeah, awesome. Now, a, a common theme on the sh- on the show, uh, particularly for someone like yourself who grew up in Hong Kong, academics generally takes precedent when it comes to being a, a teenager in this city. Um, 
what was your relationship with, I guess, your academics alongside your golf? Uh, and what were your, your parents' sort of philosophies on that as well? Um, uh, well, parents' philosophies, mum, mum's always right. Um, so she never <laughs> let me, never let me get away from the books. She always knew that, you know, you have the modern, modern world and life is that you have to have, you have to have education. You can't, you can't get away from that. You can't get around it. So as long as I kept my, kept my grades up, didn't fail any classes and didn't skip school, I was allowed to have as much freedom and play as much golf as I could. If I started to mess around with my attendance and grades, they would punish me by taking golf away, which was one thing I loved to do. And that didn't just apply to the golf, but any sport I was really into, they would like, they would take that away from me. So I always made sure that I was. That was the carrot. Up. Yes, that was the carrot indeed. <laughs> All right. So talk to us about turning professional. How does that happen for someone? What are the steps to going from amateur to pro? Um, so for playing pros to play professionally in golf, you have to, you can, announce you basically tell everyone and anyone who's interested that you're now a professional and you're willing to to take that and you can play for money but to have a place to play you have to go to what is called a q school a qualifying school it's basically a series of tournaments that you you play through dependent on the level that you're trying to achieve will dictate how many guys are playing and how many spots there are but Generally speaking, it's between 200 guys up to 5,000 guys, dependent on which level. Uh, you play your way through that. If you come out in the top 10, 20, or 30, again, dependent on the level, you so you play anywhere from 8 to 12 rounds over a few weeks, finish inside the top 20, for example, and that earns you what's called your tour card, which is basically your membership and your ability to play on that tour for the following year. Um, so that's basically a job interview and you yeah. get your job on tour and then it's on you to keep playing well, playing well enough, make enough cuts, make enough money to maintain your membership without having to repeat the process. Thank you, Ollie. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. The NBA finals are well underway. Which team are going to take the trophy? I'll be watching tomorrow's game very closely. This week's hottest ticket in the world is the Celtics versus the Warriors. Have the best weekend and don't forget to tune in tomorrow's All Being Well with Alison and myself at 3pm on Radio 3 and TV 31. Radio 3 I could read a book of Shakespeare Listen to Abbey Road Watch all the colors run in a pain and bath and go And it still wouldn't be half as beautiful As the way you make me feel Could watch a sunrise in Hawaii Or a sunset in Rome I could hike up Mount Everest for that breathtaking show and it still wouldn't be half as beautiful as the way you make me feel yeah i swear it